You're tuned in to the World Physique Championship Podcast with your host, Terry Goodlatte. I'm Jerry Goodlad, and I'm back with another episode of the WPC Podcast. Uh, this time we have Darren Owen, the WPC CEO, live in Las Vegas. Darren, it is hot. <laughs> now you made the you made the trek from from Canada, from from uh, the the west coast of Canada uh, to come down here. The the change in it's got to be killing you. Uh, I'm. I haven't noticed it because I've been so excited ever since I got here. <laughs> so uh, we put in some long days. Darren's been here for uh, this is day three, and and the first day was sixteen hours. Yesterday was fourteen. Today's been a long day, and it will continue to be. But it's just zoomed by so fast. We've had such a good time. For sure, it's been uh, definitely been a nonstop whirlwind since uh, since we've landed. One uh, one meeting turns into three, turns into two more, turns into something else. So it's uh, <laughs> it's all positive. It's all great. So. Now the exciting thing is, uh, you know, the venue is booked for the Las Vegas show August eighteenth. Uh, for more information, wpc.world. For more information on that, you can join the WPC for uh, on that site. You just click the join tab and you can join. You then are an official WPC competitor or member, I guess. And then uh, if you want to enter the Vegas show, you can enter that. Shortly afterwards, we have an Atlanta show. Dates are October 12th for Atlanta. And we've also got Miami booked for November 16th. Miami is nailed down. We're going 100%. back. Yep. Beautiful place. Perfect time of year to be in Miami. Yeah, it was a little rainy there in June. It was a bit damp. I had to cancel a, a couple photo shoots because of the rain. It was really raining a lot. So that's a great time of year to go. Uh, so we, we got to go see the venue yesterday, the Tropicana Hotel. Uh, we went in there, toured the venue. It's an amazing place, isn't it? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Darren? Yeah, the, the, obviously the, the theater itself where we're going to be holding the event is a beautiful theater, modern, uh, kind of exactly what we need, what we're looking for. Um, you know, give our, give our fans something to be happy about going into a, a beautiful facility, as well as our athletes that step on stage, you know, to, to be in that type of venue and, you know, to, to feel, you know, special, I think of, yeah, know, it's a, not, it's a real class a facility. I 100%. mean, this is a place where, you know, Vegas shows take place, right? Yeah. And, and that's what we're really trying to do. You know, we're, we really want to elevate the sport to uh, the level where, you know, we all believe it, it, it should be. And, you know, a uh, great venue is, is essentially the, the platform of where you're putting the event on. So exactly. It's a big part of it. Now, the biggest question uh, that we've run across since you've been here, of course, it's been the question that, uh, that we've been fielding here that I've been fielding, uh, judging criteria. This is the, the, you know, how do I show up to compete in the show and what, what are you judging? What, what's different? Yeah, it's, that's, it's definitely been, you know, everyone's kind of used to a, a physique and a physique only competition where most everything else doesn't matter. Um, you know, We've, uh, and the only way you can go in a situation like that is bigger and leaner, really. And that's that's kind of what we see, right? Yeah, which isn't the most marketable look out there, which doesn't really translate to uh, to a mainstream audience very well. And, you know, we're, we're here to evolve this sport. We're here to revolutionize uh, the industry. And I think... So how do you control something like Darren? You know, I mean, again, again, I know a lot of other shows are judged based on... Uh, you know, the physique, what's on stage, you know, presentation is a small part of it, but, but primarily it's physique. How do you control something like that so that it doesn't run off the rail? So it doesn't just get bigger and bigger and harder and harder, which becomes more and more unhealthy as time goes on. Right. Yeah. Like you have to have something, uh, you know, obtainable and something that is sustainable for the long term. And I think uh, we really nailed our, our judging criteria on, on what we're looking for as a, uh, you know, to, to set up 
essentially the whole framework of, of what mm -hmm. we're doing is going to be based on our, our judging criteria. And we spent a long time really perfecting it to, uh, to be what, what it should be and to translate to a mainstream audience and to translate to a marketability, uh, sorry, a marketable product. And, um, you know, we've, we've come up. So you've with, got, you've got five categories essentially are that the judging is based on. Can you explain how all of that works so that people, so the competitors and fans, I guess, but mostly competitors at this point, so they understand what you're looking for, what your judges are going to be looking for. Yeah. We spent a lot of time, you know, talking to some, uh, television producers and executives um, of how to really do this the right way where it can sustain and it can... Uh, no, just hold on. TV people, why? Well, well come on, Terry. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want to hide... We don't want to keep this sport hidden in, uh, you know, in, in the little nooks and crannies of, you know, niche... A little niche here and, and there. It's... Uh, this is... You know, these athletes deserve to have a, a platform just as big as every other professional. But you don't see physique sports on TV. What's the pushback? I mean, you work with the network, with the networks, and uh, you know you've done some great things in mixed martial arts. Uh, with that, you you understand that world. You come from that world. What is it? What's the aversion to physique sports? It's the, the for look, TV for TV. Yeah, the, the look that these regulatory bodies are rewarding isn't a marketable look. It it doesn't transform well to what everybody perceives as as beauty and health and you know it just it doesn't doesn't translate over now, now if you talk to a fan of the sport they would argue that with you what you're talking about is you're talking about the tv audience that would tune into nbc i know you've worked with nbc what are some of the others you've worked with uh fox sports tsn uh img so they know their audience and they know what what their audience. Yeah, a lot of the you know when we've kind of come out with this, like oh well, you know I don't really like the muscular women, and it's not really a a look that people. That was the pushback you got initially. Yeah. Okay. So, and that wasn't what we were trying to do, anyways. Um, you know, I I agree with a lot of you know the feedback, and setting up the criteria the way that we've done it is uh you know is setting it up for success and i think from the athletes end i know being intimately involved in the sport i know what uh like my wife anna you know my ex-wife elaine uh what they went through and uh, and so many other competitors that as a journalist in the in the fitness industry uh this was something nobody ever talked about but behind the scenes there were so many women were having health issues uh, reproductive system issues, losing their hair, thyroid issues, all that. And it's just because of the extremes you have to get to, to get and be competitive on stage. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's not something you can maintain and sustain over a long term. Right. And I, you know, ask any husband who has a wife who's gone through prep. <laughs> well, you're one of those I've, guys. I've done it. Um, <laughs> yeah. They know like yeah. everyone who really knows they, they know, and yeah. they know that it's, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. Um, you know, getting on stage and all that, that's, and that's sometimes not every time, sometimes it's not healthy physically or, or mentally, emotionally. It's, it's, yeah. So we, we have to change a lot of things. Yeah. So, and, so you, you're, you're, and I, I, I have a tendency to agree with you. It's whatever you reward on stage is what today is what's going to be on stage tomorrow. Right. Exactly. And you have to kind of have something that's going to work five years down the road. Right. So what, what's going to, however we structure this and set up the framework now is going to have to sustain the, you know, the longevity of what we're doing. So tell me about the judging criteria. There's five different. Yeah, we, we have five different uh, criteria we judge on. 
each criteria is worth 20 points. So you're going to have a total score out of 100. Pretty easy to follow in that regard. Um, so each of these criteria are equally balanced. Uh, we've got physique, which obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, but even how we do our physique based on the different categories is really different. We won't get too much into that. But physique is one of the five categories. Presentation, symmetry, aesthetics, and marketability. Okay. Do you want to do you want to do you want to go into details about those? Just explain roughly what they are. Yeah. So physique is obviously your you know the physique based on that um, the criteria of that category you're in. So obviously bikini is going to have a different criteria uh, for physique than fitness model will or you know women's figure will. Um, so aside from that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, here you could probably actually explain it better than you're the scientific <laughs> guy of all this stuff. Well, I think I think I think it's 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 involved. I mean, you had I think the best analogy when we were talking about this offline was, uh, you know, it's basically in the women's divisions you've got uh, model, you've got fitness model, you've got bikini, and you've got figure. And there are girls, the girls that are going to compete in figure are girls that are just genetically larger, more muscled girls in bikini it will be girls that are that would not suit the figure category that are a little less muscular you know that they're fit and and healthy and and like that full round muscle bellies we don't want that over dieted look that over trained look that that starved dehydrated look we don't want that we want essentially uh, and as you explained to me it's essentially that uh uh, these people that we work with, and, and we're going to talk about this in a second, but the other end of it, the, the 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 branding of our athletes and putting them out there and giving them opportunities for photo shoots and video and things like that, we want something that is a, that is attainable and sustainable so that we can call somebody and in two weeks they're ready to shoot, you know, within a couple of weeks. Exactly. That, that you don't have that off-season, quote-unquote, bulking phase to put on a lot of extra muscle. So really you're off the grid for six months of the year or whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's really about what is your body type suit? Um, what, what category? Your genetic structure, right? Exactly. Right. Um, now, now that, you know, we've bunted around this idea of uh, bunted, punted, kicked around <laughs> idea of it being, uh, um, you know, a, a natural, organization. We had that question this morning. We were talking to an athlete this morning. She wanted to know if it was natural. Was it tested? And, uh, and I liked your response. And what you said was, no, we're not testing, but we're not rewarding a look that looks unnatural. Correct. And so it, by that, uh, when you talk about rewarding, uh, you're talking about the judging criteria, obviously. So, so then that sort of leads into the next question. Okay. Symmetry we understand is just, you know, cut the body in quarters, you know, front, left to right, um, front to back, um, top to bottom like that. And just, is it symmetrical? That's pretty straightforward presentation. Let's talk about presentation. Yeah. So it's, it's more of a, the athletes overall showmanship, uh, on stage, their ability to connect with the audience and entertain them as well. Um, you know, this would include appearing confident, executing, you know, their, their walk with, you know, grace and poise. Uh, how does their posing? Um, how are they transitioning between moving on stage? Is it smooth? Are they practiced? Are they polished? Um, and that kind of part of that category will be uh, judged from the moment athletes step on stage and, until they're off. So now we don't typically see that 
in physique sports. I mean, presentation, obviously, I think, uh, in my experience, again, uh, 15 plus years as a journalist covering contests uh, for Oxygen Magazine and other magazines, uh, that presentation part was essentially the poses that you strike somewhat the transition between but there wasn't a lot of moving around it's basically line up and turn in a circle do quarter turns yeah so that was one of the big pushback we were getting from you know why isn't this thing really taking off and you know in, in a mainstream world is it's very robotic right now it's there's a lot You're talking of, about tv yeah okay um there's not a lot of freedom to show who these individuals are. And that's what people really want to see. They want to see uniqueness. They want to see, you know, individuality and, you know, their, their personalities really shine on stage. But if you're kind of forcing everybody to do the same thing, stand the same way, pose the same way, how, how much are you really seeing of that individual? And that's that commitment to presentation, I guess, or individuality. Because again, if I understand that, that uniformity is there to be able to judge apples and apples. Uh, which, you know, because everybody is different and it's pretty hard to do that. But, but I understand that. But what, we, what you're talking about is uh, each individual has an opportunity to present themselves in the way that they feel is best. Exactly. Okay. So we're allowing people a lot more openness and uniqueness to what they feel is, you know, represents themselves the best and how they want to show their physique and who they are. So a lot- No, no limits on that? No, we've- uh, well, maybe we'll get into event structure next, but yeah. uh, we'll finish this. But I think the right. event structure has a lot to do with uh, with that as well, of how we're really structuring these events and, and how the flow of them goes and what these competitors and athletes are actually doing uh, on stage. Okay, so let's talk about aesthetic then. Yeah, that's more of like, uh, you know, an overall appealing look, which includes, you know, up to their facial expression, their makeup, their hairstyle, their, you know, their skin tone. Are they, do they appear healthy? Um, kind of more encompassing the total package. Um, everything, like the suit they choose, the shoes they choose. Exactly. How well does everything complement each other? How, how does this package look? Like, did you package this up really well? Does and it look polished? Does it all look and flow together? And, oh, yeah, you know, you can, some, some people just have it. And, and or you did you get that. dressed like I did this morning? <laughs> I think you look fantastic, buddy. <laughs> Okay. And of course, the last category then is marketability. And I think that's the, to me, that's the big one. That's the unique one. Um, that's something we just don't talk about. Uh, I mean, to some degree in pageants you do. Um, but again, pageants are all about uniformity as well. Uh, yeah. And this is a lot to do with the crossover from just, hey, I got on stage and I had a snapshot of what my physique looked like. And, and that was that. This is a lot more, how are you going to cross over into the mainstream? Like, do you have a, a unique look or what is special about you that, you know, this company or that company is going to want to hire you? Do you, do, and it's, it's pretty big. Like as far as that, uh, you know, the whole scope of marketability goes it, and that's, that's a wide range of things. You know, if you're meek and appear unconfident and unsure of yourself as someone who may be potentially looking to hire you for a, a modeling campaign or a spokesperson or whatever it may be, a lot of that, they're going to look at the individual individual and see how, how confident does this person appear? How, how well is this athlete going to, you know, sell my product or connect with our consumers? So um, I think market really has a very large scope of, of what it's, 
encompasses. Exactly. I think, uh, and I had this discussion with somebody as well, and they said, well, okay, what about tattoos and piercings and things like that that are just common uh, for so many people now? And, And my thoughts were, well, you know, there's somebody out there, there's a business out there somewhere that is going to desire somebody with a tattoo, but is it a well done tattoo? You know, does it complement the look? Does it, is it, is it something that a company could work with and use? There's definitely beautiful artwork that uh, people have on their bodies and there's some not so great artwork that (laughs) that doesn't really flow well or will look well. And you know, tattoos are, are always going to be there and and piercings are always going to be there. And you know, other, other things that people are going to do to, uh, you know, to modify themselves. But that doesn't um, detract necessarily no, not, not from their marketability, right? No, sometimes that's it enhances more market. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so this is the thing, the marketability, I think is, uh, and I've had so many discussions about it because it's such a new concept for physique sports is marketability is something nobody really ever talks about. And, uh, and what it is, is uh, that, uh, you know, at, at some point in time, the WPC will, I, I understand your vision and have marveled at it. It's the thing that got me uh, interested in being involved in and it's just so much beyond just the stage and what we see on the stage is so many other elements to it uh, as time goes on and so marketability becomes that thing uh, you know it's that personality can they resonate with different demographics also different interests so if it's a skateboard shop or something like that is there somebody there that fits for that is there somebody who fits for a yogurt company is there you know if you look at professional sports all around the world, you have some individuals who are more marketable than others. And those are the ones that are getting the big contracts with the, you know, the, the companies out there, the supplement companies or whatever else may be. Um, you know, part of it is, is how well is your performance? You know, that's, that's the ones that really succeed. Um, great example, Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. arguably the most marketable most athlete. martial arts UFC fighter. Yep. The guy is making tens of millions of dollars yeah. every time he and fights I, because he's everybody I talk to hates Conor McGregor, but They're that's watching. marketable. That's exactly what it is. He's marketed <laughs> himself very well yep. and uh, it's polarizing. Mm-hmm. And um, we're trying, we're here to create superstars. We're here to create people, the household names and you know, and everyone knows Conor McGregor right now, three years from now, everyone might know Jane Smith who's the WPC bikini champion and she's ridiculously marketable and she becomes a household name. And that's really what we're looking to achieve here. We're going to talk about how you're going to do that in a minute, but let's go back to uh, you wanted to talk about uh, contest structure. Yeah. So that, this was, uh, this was something that we put a lot of thought and effort into. Um, You know, we, we need to showcase our athletes Mm -hmm. and we need to create a great experience for them as well. And also we need to create something that our fans are going to want to authentically watch. They don't want to just, well, I have to buy a ticket because my girlfriend's doing the show or my husband's in the event. Um, you know, I've sat through a number of shows and it's not (laughs) my most favorite thing to do. Um, so I wanted to make it, they can be tedious. It's repetitive and tedious. It is what it is. I've sat through hundreds of them and they're repetitive and tedious sometimes. Yeah. So how do you make that more exciting? How do you make that something where somebody will want to buy a ticket, even if they have no idea who's in the show? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would love to people to see, oh, there's a WPC event. I know I'm going to, you know, go to an event and I'm going to be entertained, um, whether I know somebody in the show or not. Um, round one, your athlete comes out, they have 30 seconds to own the stage. We allow them to pose how they wish, walk how they wish. Um, we give them the freedom to express themselves how they best feel will uh, 
represent themselves and, and the hard work they've done and, and um, what they really want to showcase to the world. Um, within that time, we have our, our announcer will announce their name. They're all, so additionally, they get to select their own walkout song. So they're doing this to the music that they've provided and they want to, uh, you know, do kind of like, uh, you know, I, I hate always going back to the MMA side of things, but, um, you know, like a fighter walkout where you pick your music, you know, you, you're announced who you are. Uh, we'll also announce if you have a sponsor. So that's another thing we've incorporated to try to help these athletes, um, to, you know, take some of that financial burden off of them. So go sell a, go sell a sponsor, let them know that, Hey, the, um, the WPC is going to announce who my sponsor is. You know, will you cover my entrance fee? Right. Um, also who their coaches give their coach some credit. We know how hard these coaches work to get their athletes ready and all the sacrifice they do. And sometimes they don't get any recognition or enough recognition. So to be able to announce the athlete's name, where they're from, who their coach is, and who their sponsor is. Um, and then allow them to own the stage and, uh, and let them do their thing. Um, round two comes out, traditional comparison round. Um, top five from that, we'll move on to round three. Uh, top two from round three, we'll move on to round four, where we do a head-to-head -head open free pose down, where this is your moment to, you know, uh, bring it. Best display your body. Bring Best it. display your package, the whole thing. Yeah, this is your last chance to win the show. You're competing head-to-head. Yeah. -head. So, so this we're not is talking about most musculars. And, no, no, this is your last chance to convince the judge. You know, you, your score might be like, you might be tied with the, you know, your your counterpart that you're head-to-head -head against in the in this final round. Uh, also, you know, the that's the a little bit more uh, entertainment value of that, you know, that, that one-on-one -on -one head to head uh, battle for the, uh, for the final, you know, who's going to take this show, who's going right. to be the winner of this category. Right. How much does audience involvement? Uh, and I, and I guess that sort of falls back into what would it be presentation? How much does audience involvement impact the judges and something Doesn't. like this? It no. shouldn't. No, our judges should be very school trained on what they're judging upon. You know, someone might, sell 200 tickets to a show and they're going to have an extremely loud uh, cheering audience. If they don't represent themselves better than, you know, the competitor who flew in from the other side of the world, who's, um, you know, just fits our judging criteria better. And it is what it is. So you can't, uh, you know, you, you can't, you can't be, a, you can't a, be biased based on, and, yeah, by, by crowd anything. Right. So let's, uh, that's a good segue into judging. Judging is always the most contemptuous part of physique sports because it is a subjective sport. Uh, what there are, there are personal preferences um, from the WPPC's perspective. There is again that big word marketability, um, but again that's a broad spectrum, and there's no one body type that is necessarily better than the other. Uh, how do how do you nail down judging criteria uh, to achieve a couple things to? A, determine the best athlete on stage, and B, um, to ensure that the product that you're trying to create uh, is what ends up on stage. Uh, training and education. Uh, we need to educate our judges on what our criteria specifically is, how to break that down, how to ensure that you are rewarding the, the athletes for doing the right things based on our criteria. But the judges can only judge what's there. Exactly. You're, you're judged for what shows so up we got on stage. 10 on girls that time. show up at 2% body fat and, and you know, thick and muscular and all striated, you know, one of them has got to end up in first place. So it's, do you work with the trainers? What do you? 
yeah, I definitely want to work with all of the uh, all the coaches and trainers out there, as you know, as well as inform our athletes as, as best we can of, of what we're really looking for. And you know, I completely understand that it's a little harder to do that without kind of some visual aids. And you know, obviously being brand new, we're uh, we're a little bit lacking. Probably got to cut that podcast aids. off short and start making some of those videos. I guess. Well, we got the good thing we got lined up this <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. I'd say we've got a lot lined up, and that's part of what we're doing. I think over the next week or next couple of weeks, and 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 continuously after that, we'll be explaining that judging criteria and helping athletes be their best selves and and meet that criteria. Exactly. And and the reality is, if anyone has any questions, reach out to us. Ask any questions you have. You know, we're we're transparent with our judging. Um, so the reality is, is every athlete that's in any of our competitive categories, they're going to, they're going to have a score. They're going to mm -hmm. have a score out of 100 at, at the end of their competition there. They can see, Oh, well, my presentation was 18 out of 20. My physique was 17 out of 20. Mm -hmm. Oh, my, my aesthetic was only 15. So they know where they need to improve. They can get the feedback on, you know, well, why was it, why was I 15 or now how will athletes get access to those scores? We'll post everything. Okay. Yeah, okay. everything will be on our website. So they can know and then they can they can make yeah, it inquiries. Yeah, it would be nice to know like where, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you, anyone who, who plays sports, you know, some, maybe someone's got a, a, a great mid-range jumper, but their three-point shooting is terrible. Right. And that's pretty easy to identify if, you know, if the stats are there. That's and, not a uh, WPC thing. That's basketball. That's basketball. Yeah. <laughs> for, for those that aren't familiar, <laughs> you won't be doing jump shots on the yeah, stage. Yeah, if you... Uh, <laughs> shots are for the after party, not for the stage, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we, we really want to be transparent with, with everything that we're doing and why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to help these people improve. And, you know, by educating them on on maybe why they didn't, score well on a, in a certain category um, gives them something to work on. So they know, okay, well, I need to work on this and this, you know, I, if I maintain a, B and C and I improve my D and E, then, um, you know, then that's what I need to do. So let's talk now about the final thing. We've just got four minutes. Uh, I want to just talk briefly. We won't be able to go into a lot of detail. I think we'll have to do a second show about that. Uh, but, Ultimately, what you're trying to create, your vision is by by sticking to this criteria, by creating what uh, what you refer to as a marketable product uh, for television and like that. Um, what are we doing with that? What are we going to do with that? And we talked about like the the photo shoots, the the, the YouTube videos, the podcasts here that we're doing, the, all that kind yeah, of stuff. The reality. What is the what is the whole concept? Yeah. The, so the reality is is the WPC is a platform. We're a platform for physique competitors and physique athletes. Um, just like the NBA is a platform, NFL is a platform. And what, are, you know, when you think of any of these other professional sports in the world, what are you really thinking about? You're not thinking about NBA. You're not thinking about NFL, UFC. You think of, I think of LeBron James. I think of people. You think of the athletes. Yeah, you don't get are, behind the red shirts. You get behind your team and your guys, the quarterback and Exactly. You're, uh, you're connecting with, with individuals and, and humans and your, you know, our biggest thing we need to do is, is to promote our athletes, really share their stories, showcase them and really let, let this be a platform for them to shine and really showcase all their hard work, dedication and everything that they've done. And I think the more we can elevate our athletes and create, you know, marketable, uh, you know, Marketable people that are mm -hmm. that are going out and starting businesses and 
whatever it is that that their hopes, dreams, and uh, you know goals are, we're here to assist assist them with uh, achieving all that. And more success off the stage translates into it, yeah, a better show. Every time around. we do a contest, it's just more people the, there. The more we can elevate our athletes, the more that's going to elevate the organization. But the reality is it's not about the organization. It's about the athletes. And, and the organization really is its sponsors that create opportunities for athletes. It's just like a win-win for everybody. Who loses in this? Exactly. You know, in you physique know. sports, it's always been... As a photographer, I always made money. As a contest promoter, I made money. As a gym owner, I made money. As a supplement company guy, I made money. Everybody makes money except for the athletes. They yeah, pay the money. They're the ones who are paying everything. Yeah. And that's very backwards. And you're changing that. It, yeah, we have to. It's the only way to... It, it's, it, we're, not, we're not doing anything new here. We're, we're doing what professional sports are successful doing. Yeah. And we, we're following that, uh, that path. And... Um, you know, we're excited to do it. And with that, we'll close second episode of the WPC podcast. Thank you, Darren Owen. Uh, we'll be back very shortly with another episode of the WPC podcast. Thanks for listening.